Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of the Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out at hitthatline.com. Hope everybody is having a wonderful week, heading in right into the weekend for Arkansas and Mississippi State. I know we've talked a lot about this game and you know honestly what what else can be said <laughs> what else can be said until the game actually ends but that's okay because right now we're going to be joined by a very special guest his name is Matt Besser you can follow him on Twitter at Matt Besser and he is a guy that's been in Los Angeles been in Hollywood he's played in several movies and he is a fantastic comedian and he has a new special called Pot Humor coming out on various different platforms definitely need to give it a listen and a watch as Matt is also a huge Razorback fan as he is from the city of Little Rock. So, Matt, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Um, outside the state of Hog Sports, I'm doing great. My special came out, and uh, I know tomorrow's Saturday, but other than that, I'm doing great. <laughs> well, that's good to hear, man. And let's just start with that, which you mentioned uh, as far as uh, Razorback football especially, because at least on my radio show and on my podcast, it's been pretty difficult, pretty brutal to try to keep and try to figure out new and w- in- innovative ways to <laughs> figure out how th- what's wrong with this team. But, man, you you grew up a Razorback fan. W- what's going on with this team? What's going on with this program? How did it get this bad this quick for Razorback football? I am not a football expert. I've watched many a game. I've never played it down. But uh, And I have a hard time ever criticizing any college athletes, period. Um, coaches, on the other hand, get paid a lot of money. Um, I, I think I might have an angle you may not have covered. And I, if you want to go to my Twitter, I have, I have video uh, examples of what I'm talking about. When we're in the Kentucky game and we recovered – that fumble on the punt. Mm-hmm. Who was the young man who reco- recovered it? I forget his name. Uh, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He, we recovered that punt. I don't care what anybody says. From my living room in L.A., I could see we recovered that punt. And uh, I don't know how the refs didn't see that. But what upset me about that was not the call itself, but Chad Morris's non-response to it or at least on my television, I never saw an angry response to it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that it's those moments you want your coach to completely melt down. You want him to get thrown out of the game, especially at that point of the season and what I think the whole game turned around at that point, the momentum of the game for the negative to the Razorbacks. And I think he could have saved a lot of negative feelings if he had just gotten upset in that moment and then and then uh, the last game as well there were moments I thought that we were getting so many bad spots in the Kentucky game and uh he could have lost his mind on any of those and when we played Alabama when that when they were up 41-0 they showed the sideline shot of Saban completely losing his mind on one of his players because he hadn't covered a pass or something. I can't remember what it was, right. but he was, lo- he was red face, losing his mind up 41 zero in the second quarter. And I was like, I've never seen that passion from Chad Morris once. 
on on terrible calls, on terrible performances. And as a as a fan, you want to feel that they care enough to have the passion to melt down. And if there are people out there who's like coaches should melt down, they should keep their cool. I disagree. I think at certain points you have to show the team w- w- what the game means to you. If not, show the referees if you're being completely screwed, like I think they were in the Kentucky game. But at least show the program and the fans, this is how much I care. I have yet to see that from them. Did anybody see the World Series when, uh, uh, what was the play? Uh, oh, yeah, interference called on Turner running to first. Yeah. Uh, he lost, the coach lost his mind, as he should have. And, and uh, the Miami game, if you might saw Miami, who are they playing? Uh, the, the Dolphins the other night. Um, and they were actually doing well in the game for a while. And then they got a bad, bad spot, on, I think, on a fourth down. And the coach lost his mind because the coach was trying to show the world that even though I'm on the worst team in the NFL, I still want to win. I don't want to tank. And I want to show the players this means something to me. I want to show the refs don't screw around with me just because we're the worst team in football. You just and the momentum of that game uh, shifted on that play as well. So I feel like I, I need to see that from Chad Morris, and I haven't seen that. And I'm already done with him, but uh, he needs to start. He needs to start acting like he cares and not just doing this thing at the end of the games where he goes, "Well, you just got to execute." It's like ugh, I'm sick of hearing that. Well, yeah, and that's where I know that a lot of fans who have called in on my show, they've they've said a lot of the same things you have. That they just want to see some fire, man. Because listen, it's it's one thing that if, if you don't have the talent, or if you don't have, if you're going up against really great teams and not being able to get victories, it's one thing. But you know, when Chad Morris came in, he, he preached a lot about this full tilt boogie, left lane hammer down. We're gonna have a lot of energy. We're you know, we're I'm the Red Bull guy. I'm gonna always be fired up and passionate. And it just feels like it, well, none of us have seen that yet. And if you come in, and I don't care what it is that you're doing, if you come in and you start saying, this is how I am, this is how I'm going to do it, and then after a year or two, you're not showing that or even looking like you're trying to do that, people are going to start wondering if you even really know what you're doing. And I think that that's been the loss in translation of what Chad Morris said he wanted to accomplish to what to actually doing now, because I don't see any energy or any fire. Not only you mentioned Morris, which is a great example, but also just from the team itself. I'm not saying they've quit, but it just doesn't seem like they have the fire and passion to go out there and win ball games like you normally would, especially playing in the SEC and especially going up against some of the teams where they've had chances to win some of these games. Oh my goodness. I mean, well, two things from what you just said. When 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 Morris came in, I made the and like I said, I'm a Jets fan too. I always compared Bielema to Rex Ryan. They they're kinda they kinda look the same and they kinda have the same jovial energy. They're a lot of fun with the media likes them. They're a great press conference. I'm sure players just like their personalities. But they also seem a little goofy. Maybe I'm misjudging them, but they don't seem goofy's another way of saying not smart. And Chad Moore seemed just booked by its cover in the way he was played up of coming from Clemson and turning SMU program around. 
I was sold on that he was smart and a schemer. And he was going to come in with schemes. And I felt like that's what an Arkansas program needs. We're not going to get the players that Alabama is going to get. So we need schemes to get around that. And and I thought Kentucky was the perfect example of, didn't we have a bye week before Kentucky? Or am I misremembering that? We did, right? Yeah. So it's like you had a whole bye week? To, to scheme against a, a team that didn't have a real quarterback or a quarterback that played it down and you can't figure out schemes to beat that team. Uh, at that point, I, I'd already lo- I was already done with him the week before, but then I was double done with him. It's like, this is your chance to prove that you as a coach can out coach the other team. But he proved he could not do that. We'll continue on our interview with Matt Besser here in just a second. But first, folks, it's never easy to talk about this, but we have to talk about it. We have to talk about erectile dysfunction because usually it's just brushed off. Usually you just blame yourself. Usually it's just about, man, I lost my mojo. I avoid it altogether because I've had a long day at work or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. Whatever it is, you have those issues, but that's okay. It's not easy to talk about, but with Roman it will be easy to talk about. With a real doctor that can prescribe real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all the comfort and privacy of your own home. The doctor will work with you to figure out the best treatment plan, and if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet, and getting started is simple. Just go to roman.com locked for an online complete visit, and erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a doctor and get it taken care of today. Just go to roman.com slash lock to get a free online visit and free two-day shipping. That's getroman.com slash lock for a free visit just to get started. Again, getroman.com slash locked. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. So saying you're done with Chad Morris, obviously you move on. Uh, I mean, do you want to after this season? That's the case. I mean, somebody that you would like to be, maybe a guy to get a chance at maybe at Arkansas. Kind of what you thought about the future at Arkansas football? I don't know. I, I try to explain. My wife is not a football fan. I try to explain on a down year with the Jets is different than a down year with my Hogs. Yeah, because when the Jets are losing, you can always think, well, at least we'll get one of the best players in the draft (laughs) or hopefully anyway, at least you have a chance to. Right. Whereas it works the opposite in college football. When that when that one kid didn't he quit or didn't he decommit in the middle of the Kentucky game or something on social media? It was like five minutes after the game ended. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That it's like, dude, you can't wait 24 hours. Come on. (laughs) Um, but stuff like that, it's like, yeah, it goes in the opposite direction with a college program. And I don't, I'm not smart enough to figure that out. If it's good to fire a coach mid season and start the search or, and you send a message that way, I don't know. I don't know what to do, but I'm not convinced that after you've lost, when you lose the team, so have like five words in the name, (laughs) San Diego state. 
university. You know, it's yeah. once you get in a, a hundred syllable name universities you're losing to, you're in trouble. I'd almost allow us to go two years of losing every game in the SEC. It's losing to those other teams two years in a row that really bugs me. Yeah, and I think that that's what makes it even worse this season is, of course, you know, it's you've been close in games. You've, you you were close against Kentucky, even though you should have won that game. You were close against A&M. Uh, you've had some close calls, but that San Jose State game is always going to be the game that's going to be on people's minds. And, and honestly, it, it's just insane because everyone thought, and myself included, that getting rid of Brett Bielema was going to be kind of the way that, all right, well, at least you're not going to go four and eight and one and seven again, or at least that'll be the bare minimum. You didn't think it could get worse, and then it's gotten worse, and you're just, as a Razorback fan, you're pretty scared of maybe not getting out of this ditch, or maybe you're going to turn into Kansas or something like that in football. It, it's just a very scary— Well, Kansas right. just beat Texas, and that's all I really want to do every year anyway, if we could, but uh, that would be awesome. Didn't they just beat Texas last week? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they've they've had some 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 success for sure, and under less miles, I could lose, I could go one in ten and just beat Texas, and I'd be satisfied with that season myself. But uh, <laughs> I'm old school. Uh, but with yeah, with uh, Bielema, I mean, I remember the year that the offensive line was on the programs, and it was like we're going to be the offensive line university, and it feels like it's been anything but ever since that program it's like the sports illustrated cover curse or something but it's like yeah that's i wish we were that because if we were that it seems like we have some amazing skilled players we'd still have amazing running backs we send running backs to nfl all the time uh i would think i'd want to be an offensive lineman and come here and say oh i'm going to play immediately because they don't have anything going on on the offensive line. But you can explain something to me. I have a question for you. Yeah. When people get upset about red shirting, I don't understand it. Doesn't only a red shirt matter if if someone's going to play four years? Otherwise, why does it matter if they're red shirted or not? Uh, I think that people kind of get in, stuck in this old school way of like, oh, okay, well, if we can redshirt him, then that's going to give us one full extra year of him instead of wasting it. But I agree with you, too, because I've always felt like if a kid can play, then play him. If he can help you win and help and you if be he, and if he's And if he's that good, he's not going to play four years anyway. Exactly. He's going to go to the NFL. Yeah. And so I think redshirting is almost just kind of like a fallback rule to say, well, you know, it may, it may not it may not work out this year, but don't worry, we'll get that extra year with him. And that's not always the case, because could you imagine what would have happened if like Darren McFadden, you know, after the first four or five games are like, OK, yes, he's pretty good. But let's redshirt him. Let, let's redshirt him. Like, it, no, it's even if they went five and six that year, four and seven, whatever they ended up doing. It's like, no, you still want to play the kid because that. And when did he leave? When did he leave? He didn't. He wasn't a senior, was he? I can't oh, remember. Left after three years. Right. Yeah. So it didn't matter anyway. Yeah. So I've always just felt like if a kid can play, play him. And that's kind of been something with Chad Morris this year. Is you know a player like, for instance, KJ Jefferson, this uh, stud quarterback that came in from Mississippi. He's a true freshman. I've heard nothing but good things, and in the small times I've been able to see him in practice, he looks the part. I mean, he's built. He's like 225 pounds. He's six foot three. Got a cannon for an arm. Can really run. And I and I then I see on Saturdays how much Starkle struggles and Hicks struggles, and and I'm just I'm just wondering, okay, what's the re real reasoning behind not giving this kid a shot? Because obviously the two guys you brought in aren't getting the job done. 
why not give the young kid a shot? And that's another thing that's been a major criticism of Chad Morris is why aren't you at least trying something different instead of rolling out Ben Hicks or Nick Starkle again, knowing that those guys can't win in this league? Well, once again, I'm not smart enough to know the ins and outs, but I'm sure all Razorback fans, when they put in uh, uh, John Stephen Jones, mm-hmm. uh, why do I struggle with his name? It's too many words. Um, he he did well, and then he took him out. We're all like, what's going on? What do I not understand about football where he doesn't stay in the game? And I also felt we all thought when he first got put in, uh-oh, this guy, this is Alabama, best team in the nation, and this guy is theoretically undersized. He's about to get crushed, and he did not get crushed. So it proves don't underestimate these young guys. Give them a chance and see if they work. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So let me ask you this. Uh, since obviously you've been th- following Razorback football for a long time and the SEC, especially the SEC West, is the toughest division in all of football, what's a, what's a reasonable expectation for you with the Razorback football program. I mean, it'd be nice to do national championships every single year, be in Alabama, but I mean, you got to be realistic about it. So what's a reasonable expectation for you with the Razorback football program? To, to, to be in the game, to stay in the game. And, uh, I, I almost don't mind losing Alabama every single year. And, but I want to be in the game we were in the game against A&M this year, so that was good. But it's like we don't want to be blown out by Auburn. I find that embarrassing. I find we have to we have to beat all non-SEC teams. I have that expectation. Like, that's mind-blowing. Like, I remember – I can't remember the order of our embarrassing defeats, but I feel like it was Louisiana-Monroe, and that might have been over 10 years ago for all I know. But I, I remember it being – so embarrassing for the for the program at the time and the fans felt like what these aren't the teams we lose to and now i feel like we've come to expect that almost so it's <laughs> it's not it's not good yeah that's not that's not something you want to be known for or want to be expecting for in every season for sure and i think that it can start looking up but I don't know if Chad Morris is going to be the guy, man. I, I just, I really don't. And I think that it's especially when you have this brand new, like, renovation to the stadium. I don't know if you've had a chance to check out no, the new gyms. Yeah, but, I mean, it's a it's made Razorback Stadium amazing. And it's it's beautiful. It's state-of-the-art. But, my goodness, when you go there on a Saturday game against an SEC team and there's, like, 30,000 people in the stands, you know, that that, that that's not cutting it. And that's not no. going to with fans. Well, that's a whole other thing. I. I don't bl- I blame students on that a little bit. I, I feel like you you should be there, whether they're good or bad. What else are you doing on Saturday? Please tell me what you're doing on those three hours on Saturday. Probably get, get your butt to the stadium. And what what makes you so great, student that's disappointed in the football team? What are you doing so great that everybody should be proud of you? How are you excelling? <laughs> Once you get to the butt to 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 the football stadium and cheer on the Hogs, and they'll do a little better. So I, I don't I don't side on the anyone missing a game, especially a college student. I I, I was at every I, I went to a Division three team where you watch their football, it barely looks like football. It's so sad. And but I was at the t- I was there every single sad pathetic Division three game. I was there. 
You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Man, I don't know if you're as excited or as pumped up about Eric Musselman and uh, what he's been able to do. And he hasn't coached a single uh, – I know he's done exhibition games, but he hasn't coached a single uh, regular season game for for the Razorbacks. But I'm telling you, this guy has won over the fan base as quickly as I've ever seen a coach. What do you make of the basketball program with Eric Musselman heading into year one? Well, first off, even before Musselman, I, li- I like this team. I've yeah. liked I've – liked... Uh, I keep saying kids, they're young adults, but uh, I've liked the guys on this. A, a few teams ago, a few hog teams ago, I thought there were, it, it was a little selfish play, even when we were doing well. But I, I feel like the last couple of teams have been more ensemble-based, as we say in improv comedy. But I, I, I really like how they work as a team. It sucks we don't have a tall player on the team, and I think that's maybe the only downfall of this current lineup. But he, as a coach, just I try since I was on board with Chad Morris, I'm trying not to fully believe in someone until they have coached, you know, a few minutes. But recruiting wise, this guy is on point, and I love how he goes after the best. It's just like he's going after five stars and four stars, and I felt like we always kind of settled for just those guys from our in-state. And he seems to just go after everyone. And I like that attitude. Yeah, I do too. And uh, apparently from when I've been talking with some recruiting guys, that this 2020 class for the state of Arkansas is going to be one of the best of all time is when it comes to players. And it's looking like Eric Musselman is going to go five for five for him. All of them are five stars or four stars or better. And uh, they play various positions. And it looks like Musselman's going to be able to get them all going, which you know, that's that's a if, sport, man, that, that Razorback should always be good at is basketball for sure. Yeah, the difference between basketball and football is you only have to get five good guys versus 80 or whatever, you know. And so if you get the best guys in Arkansas, you you we have a chance. So that that's always it's. And if you get the best guys in football in Arkansas, you still need more guys. Um, but yeah, I like that about basketball. It's like, if we can just get the best from Arkansas, we'll always have a chance. And that's why when you lose one to Kentucky, it's so upsetting, but, uh, I, I hope we don't do that this time. How are, how is everyone so sure it's five for five? I, why is that the feeling? I'm well, glad. It's, it's mainly, and this is coming from people that, you know, cover recruiting. I don't cover recruiting, but people I trust, they say that, uh, all of them have kind of wanted to play together. They've, they've played in AAU together, guys like Moses Moody and K.K. Robinson. They've all played together growing up, and that was always where they kind of leaned towards. But Musselman apparently has completely and totally sold them on staying and playing for the Razorbacks and how special it would be and what they could what they could accomplish by playing all together. And I guess it's just kind of been a domino effect where you know one they've already got Devontae Davis committed, and he's one of the four stars, and then he kind of got in the ear of another guy, and he's like, man, yeah, that'd be cool if we could play together. So it kind of just all worked out to where uh, they're all wanting to kind of play together, and they feel like Arkansas is the best place for them. At least that's what I've heard. I love that, and they will have, and they will have a step up from having played together, and I think that's how many teams have that, that they get so many uh, players at once that have played together. I think that would be a great advantage and something Arkansas could be proud of and be legendary yeah i know and i'm hoping it all works out but like you said we got i got on board with chad morris early so i don't want to get my hopes up too much but it certainly looks like it's uh it's playing up pretty well man yeah 
So uh, what, let me talk about to you about this uh, comedy special that you have, Pot Humor, because I know you're a funny guy, man. I've listened to your stuff and, you know, the stuff you do and I know the stuff you post on social media is outstanding. So kind of tell us about this, this Pot Humor special, what it's all about, where people can find it, just everything about it. So I've been do- it is indeed about the marijuana and I've been doing it at our 420 shows or April 20th shows at our theaters the use the Upright Citizens Brigade comedy theaters in LA and New York for over a decade now and uh when I started doing this material marijuana was much more illegal than it is now so <laughs> the the theme has changed as much and society has changed and, and my uh, as I've developed the material a lot and uh, to the point where where I, I filmed the special was in Portland, Oregon and I did it at this at this place called the Northwest Cannabis Club where the whole audience was baking up on weed the whole time and it was a very <laughs> unique experience for me as a performer and there aren't many venues in the U.S. where you can legally do that right now, so it, it was pretty cool all around. And when we edited it, when we edited the special together, I really feature the audience and how stoned they truly are. So even if even if you're not interested in my stand-up, just to, you could check out my special as a documentary watching stoned people on marijuana as if in a zoo because they are so high. When I talk to them, they, they can barely talk. It's pretty funny. And uh, maybe my stand-up's funny, too, I hope. <laughs> so where, where's the best places to find this, man? I know you got your website at mattbesser.com, but where, where all can you people find it if they want to listen? To yeah, it? you can get links to all these places, but it's on Amazon Prime. It's on Apple, Xbox, DirecTV, Spectrum, Xfinity. So all those places you get VOD. If you look up Matt Besser and Pot Humor, you'll find it. Um, I actually did pieces from this show in Little Rock at Vino's and uh, at Conway at King's last fall um, trying to support some political candidates. But uh, it was interesting doing it in a state where it's not completely legal yet. Um, and when you smoke a joint out in the alley and back, it's it's more of a big deal in Arkansas than other places. But it, it, it's weird how marijuana is being treated differently all over the United States right now and how fast things are changing. From what I understand, it's changing pretty fast in Arkansas right now. Yeah, people are, are starting to get more on board. Nick. See, I grew up in Fayetteville, and uh, Fayetteville was definitely one of the more uh, progressive areas when it came to marijuana and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a, a different thing than when I you know, would go to a Fort Smith or uh, somewhere like that, it's a completely different animal. But it certainly seems like it's making the strides, man. So I'm, I know. Hey, that- let me tell you, folks, there's some good weed being grown up in the woods of the Ozarks. I knew that even as a child. <laughs> so there's some good spots here in state. So keep it local, right? Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna buy it, keep it local. Hey, start making some tax money. Keep it local. <laughs> There you go. There you go. I, and also, really quick, man, I also wanted to ask you about this because I, I have on, on Netflix and on these different uh, avenues for movies, one of the things that I have actually saved that I'm, I'm about to watch, hopefully I can get to it this weekend if the Razorback game's that terrible. But uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm wanting to watch Between Two Ferns, the movie. And, of course, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm a huge fan of Zach Galifianakis, and I love those skits. And I know that you played – in that movie as well uh if you don't mind just since i haven't watched it yet how, how like what was what was that like playing in that because i know you've done a lot of different projects and all that but how did that go and how did you end up in that spot yeah i'm not just saying this because i'm in the movie but 
I think this is one of the funniest movies I've watched in a long time. I think too many comedy movies these days have too much what is called heart, too much too much plot line is about the heart of the story, and I just don't care about this. This movie's all laughs. And uh, I have a very small role. It's It lasts about 30 seconds, but I'm in the very first five minutes, and it, it so happens I'm a... Uh, a guy who has a cable access show about football and I'm ranting about why football is superior to soccer. And when we, and when we did it, Scott Ackerman, who's the director and a friend of mine, and uh, he produces the network that my improv human improv for humans podcast is on. So that's the connection, but he just let me improvise for 30 minutes straight to the camera uh just he was like this is your cable access show you got a half hour go so i just improvised on uh local football and uh went nuts and i about 30 seconds of it made it to the movie excellent excellent well that's awesome man like i said i can't i can't wait to watch it because i've been a big fan of that comedy i'll be able to let everybody know it's like yeah that guy you see in the first 30 seconds with the public accent. oh it's so yeah. funny that movie's so funny everyone should definitely see it right after you see pot humor right of after you see pot humor exactly get get to the priorities first man get to the priority so for all of you that has been listening in be sure to head over to mattbesser.com visit matt's website and be be sure to check out pot humor his latest comedy special big razorback fan and a great follow on social media as well matt i really appreciate you hopping on with me man i know that you're a diehard fan and it's been pretty tough but i think if we can all just you know what is it walk arms we can get through this together as razorback fans it seems like it, it's always bad but hopefully it can it can get a little better here in the coming seasons woo pig suey there you go appreciate it matt see you later john well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. Also, get after me on Twitter at Rush John Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Same podcast time, same podcast channel next week, folks. Have a great weekend, and we will see you then. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.